These days, it's wonderful to have a friend that really enjoys the extra time you've spent at home binging endless movies on the couch. They're happy if the closest thing to going out you've done recently is a couple of laps around the block. If you're a pet owner, there's a good chance they have been a true companion during the pandemic. And there's an organization whose goal is to create a better future for pets and the people that love them. I'm Riley, and on this edition of Lifestyle Tucson, I am joined by CEO of the Humane Society of Southern Arizona, Mr. Steve Farley. Hi, Riley. This is Steve Farley, CEO of the Humane Society. Awesome. Hi, Steve. Super glad we could have this opportunity. Oh, I'm great. How about you? I'm doing very well. And, you know, I'm you're surrounded by puppies and kittens all day. You can't be anything else but good. Oh, nothing but smiles and happy hands, right? <laughs> Lots of wagging tails. Well, I guess to start things off, um, since you never know who will be uh, tuning in and uh, maybe they're new to the area, a little unfamiliar, can you give, you know, a brief description of what the Humane Society of Southern Arizona does and is? Well, we, we're, we've been around for 76 years. We're a, a local independent organization. We're not affiliated with any national organization. We don't get county funding at all. Um, we're supported by people like your listeners. Um, we, uh, we take in animals in need, uh, all different kinds of pets, from dogs and cats to birds and tortoises and uh, mice and rats and all sorts <laughs> of things. Uh, we've even had hissing cockroaches in before. Uh, we, uh, we, we are there when animals have needs. Uh, and you know, the, the kinds of needs that our, these, the pets come to our door with, uh, sometimes they're really severe and uh, their lives are at risk. And we step in and we save lives every single day. Uh, then when we, uh, we get our animals in shape for adoption and we find forever homes for them. And we don't just go away when uh, when you're you're adopting an animal from us. We want to be with you to support you for the entirety of your pet's life, with behavioral training, uh, with all sorts of uh, efforts to give you the supplies you need and the veterinary care you need at at low prices that you can afford. Uh, so there are a whole lot of things we're doing to help our community in a lot of different ways um, uh, during and hopefully soon after the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I've heard and I've seen the statistics that uh, even on a national level, pet adoption rates rates have significantly gone up in these, you know, what's approaching a uh, last 12 months. And I'm just kind of curious where Tucson and Southern Arizona, you know, stands in that uh, rise in adoptions. Well, I can speak, speaking for us, um, we have, we have definitely seen that. At both our Roger Road location just west of Oracle and at our Park Place Mall location, where we have a location out there also, we have seen increases in the number of adoptions. Uh, in fact, last June, we adopted out more animals than in any month in the previous five years. Uh, and just uh, last month in February, uh, we, we had a uh, 39% increase in adoptions over the previous January, which was before COVID. So people are really wanting to, to have a, a new best friend to hunker down with. And uh, what, one of the things we're, we're doing now is, is we're, we want to make sure that when people start going back to work um, and some of their dogs and cats might have separation anxiety issues, uh, we want to be able to give the, the, the families the tools they need to be able to solve those problems so they don't have to return their animals to the shelter. 
because that would that would not be helpful at all. Um, so so we're empowering the, the foster families to be able to uh, continue to keep their new best friend well behaved and a, a happy part of the family. Mm-hmm. And it's a big change when you're home all day and all the time to back out of the house eight hours or more. It is. It is. I know my, my dogs have been very happy. I've been spending a few days a week working from home. They love hanging around with me in the house. Oh, mine's a little shadow, just right on your tail. <laughs> That's right. Uh, be careful where you're stepping. Oh, yes. <laughs> She'll let you know. Um, have you had to make some changes to your adoption process to accommodate for the pandemic itself? Well, at the Roger Road location, uh, we went to appointments only for many months. Um, so we could limit the number of people coming in. Uh, you can go to our website at hssaz.org uh, and, uh, and look at the adoptable available animals. And then uh, you can come in, you can call, make an appointment, come in, and then uh, tell, tell the adoption counselors who you're interested in seeing. And if you, while you were there, you could look at the other animals also and see if there was others that caught your eye more. Uh, we've only recently started uh, letting people in on a limited basis without an appointment also. So you can now just show up at either our Park Place Mall location or at our Roger Road location. And uh, we'll be able to, uh, to have you come in and, and see who you can find who you might want to take home with you. There have been reports that lots of us humans have put off things like doctor's appointments and dental checkups. And even more likely to be pushed to that back burner would be the health of our pets. You mentioned earlier how the Humane Society of Southern Arizona wants to stay with pet owners even after the adoption. How can the HSSA help pet owners in caring for their friends? So we can help any way you can. We've got low-cost vaccination clinics on Wednesday mornings and Saturday mornings. Uh, you, it's first come, first serve, so make sure you show up early. Uh, we have low-cost spay and neuter clinic. We have a low-income wellness program in which we offer a full suite of veterinary services to take care of your, your animal uh, in a cost you can afford, particularly if you're low-income qualified. And for everyone, we've got low-cost dental. Uh, I don't know if you've been to a... a, a a private vet and seeing how much it can cost to be able to get even just a cleaning. Um, there's a lot of people who can't afford that. So we're serving a lot of people now to give dental services to our, uh, our, our animals and our pets uh, at a cost you can afford. Uh, it, you could, you could easily pay north of $1,500 for a cleaning and uh, some extractions that may have to happen. But uh, but at our clinic, uh, it's going to be three or four four hundred bucks to be able to do that same service, and that's been so successful that we are now taking appointments several months out. We've actually just added a new veterinarian doing dental, and uh, and and so we're able to get people in faster. But definitely uh, go to our website at hssaz.org, check out the clinic, and make an appointment today because the the quality of life of your pet. Is, is really at stake. A lot of times we don't think about their dental health, but imagine what it feels like to you when you've got a toothache. You're, you can't think about anything. It's just that pain and you're just drained. And if you've got 12 or 13 teeth like that, <laughs> there's a lot of teeth in the dog's and cat's mouth. Imagine what that feels like to them. 
I, and I know myself, I had uh, one of my, my dogs went in and had to have 14 teeth extracted. She was a completely different dog after that. She was uh, so happy, so sprightly, so active, so friendly, not just sort of cranky and mm-hmm. sleeping all day and snarling at anybody who walks the wrong way. Totally different dog. And, uh, and it's, it really was a, a wonderful thing to be able to increase the quality of life of your pet. And we want to offer that to everybody, um, not just those who can afford the, the, the high-end treatment. So that, that's something we definitely would love people to come in and take advantage of that. Well, and just like us, having pain or a health issue can cause some behavioral issues. Have a toothache and your whole mood is just off. Normally you're a sweetheart, yeah. but... <laughs> Toothache will You're get absolutely you. <laughs> right, and it, it can really make a world of difference. And people don't think about that a lot, but mm-hmm. uh, they that that changes their quality of life dramatically for the better. Good to know. There's a place that can help out the pets who are needing that type of care at an accessible cost. And uh, shifting gears just uh, slightly, I see that there is something pretty big kicking off this weekend for the HSSA. Yes, all the way through March 24th, we're going to have March Muttness, uh, which is uh, where we've got 32 shelters from all across the country in good-natured competition to raise money and see who can raise the most money and, and proceed through their, their brackets. Uh, so they'll, they'll, the, the uh, first round is a warm-up round where they'll be competing to see who is seated in the highest and the lowest for this tournament. And uh, they'll be uh, they'll be competing against each other in pairs, and whoever raises the most money in the pair will move to the next round um, until they get to the furry four. And uh, then that, the competition is going to be very fierce from all over the country with major rivalries. But the great thing is that everyone wins. We'll be saving lives by uh, by uh, having a, a fun game here in March Madness. And uh, I, I encourage you to go to marchmuttness.org and see what it's all about. It's a lot of fun. Root on your favorite shelter um, and, uh, and, and help your favorite shelter at the same time. So did you make, I was looking around on the Internet, did you make it into the, the furry four in last year's bracket competition? Uh, we, made, we made it to the furry four. We didn't make it into the finals. And uh, that, was a, that was an exciting one. There was a shelter in Florida who barely beat out the Seattle Humane Society. So, uh, and, and we only had eight shelters last year, so it's grown dramatically. Oh, yeah. Um, this, this is, and, and all the different shelters are, are using their own marketing to compete. So I think we're going to see a, a lot of great synergy happening here, and it'll be really fun to watch. We have our own tournament bracket on, online that you can check out when you go to marchmuttness.org. Um, and uh, it's it's going to be a real blast, and, and it makes a difference, a huge difference. Everybody benefits from this, uh, all the pets across the country. And, of course, we want you to root for the Humane Society of Southern Arizona. We want to go all the yeah. way. To- <laughs> Take it to the championship. That is a Absolutely. Very, <laughs> very striking growth. You said last year there was only eight uh, shelters in yeah. uh, March Muttness, and this year you're one of – 32 in total, is that correct? That's right. We got 32 shelters around the country to sign up. Uh, so very exciting stuff. We, we got a lot of people getting involved in it. We got, we're we're going to have some uh, stuff on our Facebook page in terms of some uh, celebrities talking about 
why you should get involved with March Madness. Um, it's it's getting bigger and bigger every year, and I, I can't wait to see what happens in the future, too. Mm-hmm. But be a part of it right now, org. And I just want to take a second to clarify, even though this is a friendly nationwide fundraising competition, all of the donations for the Humane Society of Southern Arizona are going to stick around locally for pets right here. Yeah. All the all the donations you give to us to help uh, root us all the way to the championship will support our local pets. Uh, we actually came up with the idea last year, and uh, the, all these other shelters love the idea because people who give to them get to keep their donations as well. It's drumming up the excitement. And I'm glad it's spread so much, uh, but, you know, yeah, everyone loves huge. pets. <laughs> sky's the limit here. Yes. I uh, think next stop, Puppy Bowl. <laughs> 2022 goals, right? <laughs> Put on the yeah, vision board. Exactly. Exactly. Not every animal lover is in a position where they are able to adopt a pet. Perhaps they live in an apartment, someone in the household has allergies, or like me, they already have a full house when it comes to the friends with paws. What are some of the ways that people who can't make an adoption can still make a difference in the lives of homeless pets? There's so many different ways to help out. I mean, number one, the, the easiest way is to get on our website at hssaz.org and click on the donate button uh, because it's it's we need resources to be able to meet the needs of these dogs and cats that come to our door every day. And it's our donors that enable us to do that. So we'd be grateful if you'd be interested in doing that. And we need volunteers. You know, these dogs don't walk themselves. <laughs> we uh, Or if they do walk themselves, they're strays and they come in and we help them out. <laughs> They need you. Um, but but the, our volunteers, we can't do it without them. They're amazing. They go. They, they help uh, train them behaviorally and get them even more adoptable. Um, they, uh, they exercise them multiple times a day so they can get outside and do their business and socialize and, and uh, feel happy about being in the shelter. Uh, they, uh, our, our cat socializers are in there. They're helping out. Uh, we have a thrift store that's now at Park Place Mall as well, so check them out. We've got a great variety of, uh, of deeply discounted Sam Levitt's furniture that's incredible. So check that out at Park Place Mall next to Total Wine. And people volunteer in there, too. Um, so uh, you can volunteer there. You can purchase, make, get some great deals at our thrift store. It's another great place to volunteer. Um, we have so many opportunities for volunteering, for donating, for getting involved in different ways. Uh, really, the key to it is follow us on Facebook, go to our website at hssaz.org, see what we've got going and get involved because we we have a lot of needs out there we've got to meet. And we can't do it without you. So there is always room for more volunteers and plenty to keep busy with while finding homes for pets. Of course, there had been the trend you mentioned earlier of uh, increased adoptions in the recent months. And you said how January's adoption numbers surpassed last January's, which was before the pandemic. Do you believe you're going to continue seeing this trend in the coming months? We know we will. <laughs> There's always going to be something great around the corner. And we have, we're almost close to kitten season, too. In southern Arizona, we get huge intake of, of kittens coming in and being born in the wild and then being brought in in April, May, and June. And that's a tough time to be out in the wild as a newborn kitten in Arizona. Um, so we have a lot of need to be able to especially get people adopting kittens and fostering kittens. And that's another thing I should have mentioned before. 
if you want to have a dog or a cat or, or if you bless you, if you want to be a bottle baby foster, <laughs> get up every two hours and feed kittens with a bottle. Um, we have hundreds of volunteers who go out there and take in these animals in need, whether for health reasons or behavior reasons or because they're just too young. Um, and they do amazing work, too. Uh, if you want to take uh, those dogs and cats and kittens in your house, um, then that's another great way you can help out. Uh, even if you can't have a, a dog or cat for long term, um, that's a, a wonderful way to help, too. And in some ways, it can be mutually beneficial. Many people have been struggling with their own feelings of loneliness and needing some social interaction, companionship. And the cats and dogs are also needing that type of attention. It could be a chance to partner up and everyone can win for a bit. Absolutely. People are feeling a little bit depressed and isolated right now. But when you've got a, a dog or a cat in your house, you're, you're never isolated. And that really can help our own behavioral health same time it's really important and i've seen a lot of people um particularly during the pandemic uh some older people who may live alone um uh, other folks who who there people will often choose if they can only afford one meal they'll give the meal to their pet and not to themselves nobody should have to make that choice so that's part of why every, the first sunday of every month first thing in the morning we offer a free pet food distribution to anybody who needs it coming to our Roger Road campus just just west of Oracle um, because we want to be able to make sure that people can feed themselves and feed their pets at the same time. That is another issue that people are facing, the hardship of the pandemic. And with this assistance, instead of having to make that decision between their own meal or their pets or having to give up their pet they can't afford the food for, there is help. Is this a program that could use help or anything it needs regarding to supplies or manpower yes if you if you've got some dog food or cat food or litter or something you would like to to contribute to us you can come by anytime uh, when we're open at roger road drop it by our front gate and we will distribute that food to people in need and pets in need uh that next sunday um so so drop on by and do that, and we and we could always use volunteers helping us distribute. I'm there every every Sunday that we do it um, because it's so it, it, it's a wonderful thing to be a part of. People are so grateful, and you just feel good when you're going out there helping folks in need. You sure do. It's good for the soul. <laughs> it is absolutely, and we're really responding to our community when in a time of crisis. That's a, that's it's important thing to for mm-hmm. us to be able to do. If someone is ready to add a pet to their family, is there anything prospective pet owners should be aware of or prepared for before they, you know, just drop in to one of your locations? Well, it's always better to be able to to, uh, have an appointment if you can. Um, If you're coming to our our Humane Society location on Roger Road, just just west of Oracle, then that's where we're, we're still, you can come in without an appointment, but it's better to do it with an appointment. And go to the website at hssaz.org to find out who we've got and uh, tell the uh, person when you make your appointment who you've got in mind. If you're going to Park Place Mall, you can go anytime during mall hours, and we'll have puppies on display, kittens on display. You don't have to make an appointment there. Um, Go to our location. We've got some kennels there, too, with cats and dogs who are available for you as well. just uh, come on by and you'll you'll find out. Basically, anybody who has love in their hearts and is willing to make that move, we, we've got a great 
great opportunity for you and and a new best friend and a dog or a cat or a kitten or a puppy. Well, Steve, I really appreciate you taking the time to have this chat with me so the community can get a little bit of an update on uh, furry friends in need of homes and how someone can help give those homeless pets a better life. Plus, letting us know about the new fundraiser, March Muttness, that is just getting started. Maybe the HSSA can take it to the championship. Thank you. I'm excited. And if you go on to marchmuttness.org, you can help us win that championship. Well, before I let you go, can you just remind us again what is the best way to keep up to date with what's going on uh, or to get in contact with the Humane Society of Southern Arizona? The website is is hssaz.org. Or if you want to call us up, our number is 520-327-6088. And I figure since it is 2021, there's a good chance you're on uh, social media as well. Is that right? Absolutely are. (laughs) Check us out on Facebook and Twitter. You can find us. I think we've got a good Instagram feed, too. We're working on getting onto TikTok and some of those others. We'll we'll be there soon. <laughs> uh, we 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 want to be everywhere in contact with people who love pets. Yeah. And then just a little footnote: watch for news soon. We are going to be moving into the east side with another location very soon. We'll keep you posted about that one. That's going to be very, very exciting. All right. Well, that is exciting. So soon there'll be an east side in addition to the Roger and the Park Place location. That's right. The Humane Society of Southern Arizona is truly of Southern Arizona. We're, we're moving all over. You can save even more pets. <laughs> That's right. When there's pets to be saved, we want to be there. Wonderful. Excited to hear more about the expansion in the future. I thank you very much for taking the time to uh, chat with me today. I have been speaking with uh, Steve Farley, CEO of the Humane Society of Southern Arizona, on this edition of Lifestyle Tucson on Arizona Lotus. After that, I think I am ready to uh, go hug and snuggle with my own rescue mutt. Always a good idea. I'm doing the same thing. Thank you so much for having me on. (laughs) Absolutely. Have a great day. You too. All right. Take care. And thank you as well to all of you who joined me this morning for Lifestyle Tucson. If you are part of a charity or a nonprofit that would like to be a guest for Lifestyle Tucson, you can reach out by email to publicaffairs at azlotus.com. That's publicaffairs, all one word, at azlotus.com. More information about Lifestyle Tucson, or if you got in a little late and would like to listen to the full interview, you can find that at mixfm.com, klpx.com, kfma.com, and espntucson.com.